it starts with a degraded piece of land. So maybe it's an old agricultural field, could be a lawn, could be um, a habitat anywhere of any type that's degraded by adjacent land uses. Um, and perhaps it's being invaded by non-native species. And so you want them to increase the value of its ecological services, or perhaps you just care about biodiversity. And if you increase um, its value with biodiversity, that will also improve its value for providing ecological services. Welcome to the ETC by the University of Minnesota Extension. I'm Nate Meyer. We are excited to talk in this episode with Julia Bonin from our University of Minnesota Extension's Ecological Restoration Training Program. She's going to talk with us about how this program helps professionals and others learn to lead and assist in restoring degraded lands. There's still time to learn more and sign up for the restoration training courses if you're interested. Hi, Julia. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Nate. I really appreciate the opportunity. So before digging into our conversation about ecological restoration training today, I'm interested in learning more about you. Can you tell us a bit about your background and your role with the courses? My background is in horticulture. I have a master's degree in horticulture from the University of Minnesota. And so I've moved into ecological restoration, I'd say, from kind of a sideways route. But I find that it's a really valuable approach to restoration because the idea that restoration is culturing the growth of plants. So um, it's been really useful to have that background for me. Um, And then since then, I've gained a lot of experience in ecological restoration from my work at the University of Minnesota Landscape Arboretum, where I restored spring peeper meadow. Um, Worked with a large team of people to do that, but I was the -the on-the-ground site manager for that project. And so I was there at the very beginning when it was a cornfield and a wet, um, old field with grasses in it, primarily reed canary grass. So we had to get rid of those grasses and then um, introduce propagules to the site. So we introduced both seeds and plants as transplants to revegetate the wetland on that site. And so I have done some um, forest, wetland, prairie restoration, and done a lot of invasive species management. And um, although it was all on that one site, it was a lot of diverse activities that gave me a pretty good background for stepping into the role of facilitating the online courses that I now am facilitating. What is ecological restoration and why is it important? Ecological restoration, as I conceive it, is the process of reversing the degradation of ecosystems to restore their ecological functions. And to my mind, um, to restore biodiversity or maintain biodiversity. And I think that's a really important aspect of ecological restoration. Although a lot of people I think focus on ecological function, but conservation of course should be considered as a first line of defense to both save biodiversity and ecological function. So thinking of things like mitigating climate change or providing clean water for communities, those are all things that ecological restoration can help facilitate. Julia told me about some of the steps involved in planning and implementing restoration projects 
that students learn about in our ecological restoration training courses. So you're going to start out, um, hopefully you have a team of people with different expertise, and you're going to start out doing a site assessment. So that might mean you're crawling around the site looking for the plants and trying to identify what um, plant species are there that might indicate um, what this site typically had been or what its potential is to become. And you'll be maybe taking some soil probes to see what the soils are, looking at the hydrology if you can. You'll perhaps be um, interviewing previous landowners to find out what uses this land has had in the past and how that might impact what it can become and what its potential is. And then your next step is going to be the whole big planning process to determine what type of restoration you're going to do, what actions need to be taken on the site. And then um, you'll be implementing those actions and processes to start the restoration. And the first thing you need to do is if it's an old ag site, for example, or a turf lawn, you're going to need to do a site preparation process. And so maybe that's getting rid of invasive species before you reintroduce something else. And so that process can take from one to two years, sometimes even longer if um, you have a really kind of complex situation that you need to resolve. And then you can start to do the uh, planning process and implementing the restoration. And so that will perhaps be a number of steps as well, but it'll be things like introducing new plants um, as seeds or as transplants. Um, it could be as simple as doing plant management. So managing those invasive species to kind of restart the process of the native plants that are already there regenerating and filling in some of the gaps where those other plants had taken up space. After the implementation phase, you're going to be doing some establishment steps. So maybe mowing so that those plants can get established without competition. Um, if you're just doing vegetation management, you'll be doing that. You might be reintroducing natural disturbances such as fire to help um, move those processes along. And then any restoration is going to have a phase where there's going to be long-term management. So after that restoration establishment phase, you're going to be moving into the long-term establishment. And that means that you'll be doing um, things like mowing or implementing fires, prescribed burns to get those processes reestablished. And then there's always a need for long-term monitoring in restoration so that you can um, think of it as the adaptive management circle where you take an action and then you observe it and you see what happened with that action. And then it helps you to form your plan for what actions may be next in line. Why is it important to train professionals and others who are interested to understand and undertake restorations? Well, in Minnesota, we're really lucky. We're in the situation where we have a lot of funding for ecological restoration. We have a couple of pots of money that are dedicated funds for restoration and other types of projects related to the environment, but we have the LCCMR funds. So those are the lottery funds, which have been available since 1991. So they've been available for a very long period of time and have been um, used for implementing restoration since the beginning. And then we also have the somewhat newer pot of money, which is the legacy funds. So those are the clean water land and legacy amendment funds. And those have been available since 2008 as a source of funding for restoration. And because we have that funding, we actually have in Minnesota the development of a, an industry to do restoration. So there are a lot of contractors that are available to utilize those funds, but they don't always have qualified help that they can hire. 
So I worked with Julia talked about designing the course with a whole bunch of important partners, including Dr. Susan Galadowicz from the University of Minnesota and partners from the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources, Department of Transportation, and the Minnesota Board of Soil and Water Resources. Um, they conceived the idea that we should have these courses that would be available to take to increase the skills and knowledge of those who are actually working in that industry. And the idea was that the courses would be online because that way um, you might be in outstate Minnesota and have the opportunity to work on a project out there and you don't have to be the nonprofit or agency person pulling in somebody from far away to implement that project. You could get some local help and local skills and expertise to implement projects. So the courses were developed, um, again, with the um, cooperation of those agency partners and have been providing a lot of um, value, I think, to the industry in Minnesota so that the um, contractors and companies can hire qualified individuals. And I would say that it does take a long time to really hone your skills in restoration. So these courses are really just um, some basic knowledge and theory to help get you started. And then you're going to go out and put this all into practice and learn a lot on the ground as well. Talk about how the ecological restoration courses work. There are five courses. They're offered twice a year on the calendar year. So we kind of follow the um, the semester system here at the U. So they start in August and again in January. And we offer the site assessment course first. So that's site assessment and setting restoration goals. And um, that course is a prerequisite for the other four courses. And we'll start that in August and again in January. That lasts for a six-week period of time. And the courses are all self-directed. So I facilitate the courses, but you will be students who take the courses will be working on their own time through the content. There'll be some videos, sometimes some interactive slides. And then there'll be a little quiz associated with each unit. There'll be a homework assignment associated with most of the units, not all of them. And then I will do some of the grading and some of the questions in the assignments are auto-graded. So you get some feedback. You'll have an opportunity. If you, if you follow our schedule, you have an opportunity to redo the assignment to really kind of ingrain that material. And then there'll be a final exam at the end of each of the courses. So once you've passed through the site assessment course, if you successfully pass that, then you can move on to the other four courses. And we offer those two at a time and they last six weeks each. So um, we'll offer the monitoring and the seeding course next. And then after six weeks, we offer the planting and the vegetation management course. I think um, generally the format of the courses is well received by the students. They tend to like the content and find it really valuable and interesting and informative. If you've never taken a course before in an online format, then, you know, there's a little bit of a learning curve to learn the technologies, but it's not something that most people balk at. They seem to really kind of enjoy it once they get into it. Can you share one or two of your proudest moments or the biggest successes with the restoration training courses? Yeah, so far, um, I looked up the numbers and we have 142 people who have earned our Certificate of Ecological Restoration. And the Certificate of Ecological Restoration is earned after successfully completing all five of the courses. And I should note too that students earn um, continuing education credits for the courses also. But a lot of students, I think they may value those credits, but the certificate is something that they're looking for as well. So 142 students have earned that already since we started the courses in 2013. 
And um, so far, we've had 475 unique individuals take the courses. So that's something that I'm kind of proud of, that we are promoting them and students are finding them to be valuable and, you know, reaching out to their friends and mentioning them. And so hopefully um, that word of mouth is an indication of their value. Something that I'm most proud of, and it's also a lot of fun for me, is when students reach back out to me and keep in touch once they get into their careers. And so I find that really fun and interesting to um, continue connections with the students and to be able to collaborate with them sometimes on their projects, give them, give them some advice, and even just to hear about what they're working on and projects that they are, find interesting and are of value to them. So that's been a lot of fun. So just keeping the connections with the students in the courses. Where can our listeners learn more or get involved with the restoration training courses? Well, the courses are being offered online through the University of Minnesota Extension Service. So you could Google Ecological Restoration Online Courses Extension pops up and then they are available to register for them right now for the fall offering and starting on August 16th but you should be able to find them pretty readily if you Google that. Who are these training courses appropriate for? The courses were designed for new career professionals. So people who are just starting out in their careers and they might have a background, for example, in wildlife biology or a broad environmental sciences kind of a background or a biology degree from a university or a community college even. And so these early career professionals who don't have specific background in restoration are the perfect audience for these courses. The courses are also very appropriate for anybody who just has an interest in ecological restoration. So maybe you want to take a part of your lawn out and restore it to prairie or even a prairie garden. You could learn a lot from these courses, even for that purpose. So anybody who has an interest in ecological restoration and whether it's implementing it or monitoring it. Um, we do have a lot of people in like master gardeners, master naturalists would be interested. We have some people who are career changers who are interested. So they might have come from a banking background or a nursing background. So the courses are a little tougher for them, I think, because they don't have that biology background as a basis. But I do find that they tend to really enjoy the courses because they're really avid about what their new direction might be for where they can go after they've taken these courses. I have one last question for you, and it's a question that I ask everyone who I interview for the podcast. What is a hashtag or a billboard message that you wish would really take off right now? Like millions of people are sharing it and talking about it. I'm not as social media savvy as I might like, but I'm going to do today hashtag diversity rules. My bias for doing restoration for me personally, because I feel like it's something that I can see more than I can see ecological services being performed. I feel like I can visually see biodiversity. So my bias is always to try to create a biologically diverse habitat. And I think of Aldo Leopold, where one of his quotes is, to keep every cog and wheel is the first precaution of intelligent tinkering. And I think that's apt for how I feel about ecological restoration. I think we should keep all the pieces because we don't know what their purpose is, but they probably interact with something else. And so keeping that biodiversity, I think, is super important. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the ETC. Huge thanks to Julia for joining us to talk about our Extension Ecological Restoration training courses. Visit extension.umn.edu 
and search for Restoring Minnesota to learn more and register for the courses if you're interested and want to get involved. This episode was recorded in 2021. Look for the ETC and subscribe on any of your favorite podcast services. Give us a thumbs up or drop a comment to let us know you value the podcast. Pass it along to others. We look forward to sharing another episode soon. In the meantime, we hope you enjoy Nature in Place.